Welcome again to SJL Daily. I'm Stephen Williams, and this morning we'll be reading chapters 57 and 58 in the book of Isaiah. And there's a lot to unpack here, uh, and we don't have time to uh, unpack it all, but I think it's safe to say that there's a theme for both of these chapters, and that theme is, is that of false worship. In chapter 57, the Lord condemns through Isaiah's prophecies uh, Israel's propensity to commit outright idolatry, worshiping the wrong gods. And in chapter 58, uh, he lays out a vision for a rightly ordered life of worship, a life of worship of Yahweh. So in other words, we could say that chapter 57 deals with the, the who of false worship, and chapter 58 deals with the manner of false worship. And it's important for us as Christians to, to rightly align both who we're worshiping and how we worship Him. So let's look at chapter 57 first. And the Lord lays out His case against Israel here by using a series of, of questions uh, where He asks them about their, their literal adultery in going after other gods other than Him. And one of these questions really stopped me in my tracks. I think it kind of sums up the entire chapter pretty well. There in verse 11, he asks, Whom did you dread and fear so that you lied and did not remember me and did not lay it to heart? I'll read that again. The Lord asked of Israel, Whom did you dread and fear so that you lied? And did not remember me, did not lay it to heart. In other words, the question that the Lord is asking here is, who do you fear more than me? Who is it that has arrested your attention so much that you would rather give him, whatever that is, your worship? And we can tell by the rest of the chapter that Israel has made... Uh, its own pleasure, its God, and has sought its own pleasure through the worship of other idols that, well, they're far more permissive than Yahweh is in indulging the desires of the flesh. And I think this is an important question for us as Christians today. Who is it that we fear more than the Lord? How do we orient our priorities in such a way that that show us, that demonstrate who it is that we fear the most, who it is that we worship the most. And if we wonder, are we worshiping the Lord or are we worshiping someone else, we need only look to our priorities, the ways that we order our days, our weeks, our years, our lives. So this is an important question for us. Who do we fear? And who do we fear whom do we fear more than the Lord? Isaiah moves on in chapter 58 to turn from the who of worship to the manner of worship. And I think in many ways, we look at this chapter, and what Isaiah is trying to get across to the people of Israel is to say to them, make your words and your actions line up seek congruence in the life of 
worship that you lead. In other words, he says here in the first uh, four verses or so, Israel, wake up. You are paying the Lord lip service. You are going through the motions of worshiping the Lord, but you're also serving yourselves at the same time. And this doesn't work. You can keep the fast and everything, attempt to keep the fast, but if you are not doing so in a way that rightly aligns the rest of your life with the worship that you are uh, saying that you are participating in, then it's no good. And I think this dovetails on chapter 57 uh, in some pretty poignant ways. Whom do we fear more than the Lord? Who or what is it that we are doing apart from our lip service to the Lord that is incongruent, that doesn't align properly with who it is that we say that we worship, who it is that we say that we love. And throughout the rest of chapter 58, Isaiah gives us a list of things that we might do, ways that we might align our words with, um, with our actions, or our actions with our words. And if you look at the nature of all these things, loosing the bonds of wickedness, letting the oppressed go free, sharing our bread with the hungry, bringing the homeless poor into our houses, on and on, all of these, all of these actions that Isaiah presents us with, they are, they are actions that require self-sacrifice. They require of us discomfort. They mean that for us to live faithfully in a life of rightly ordered worship of the Lord, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. We have to be willing to deny ourselves and take up our crosses and follow Jesus, as Father Steve preached last Sunday. And what is it that we are promised if we do so? Some of the, the language that Isaiah here uses is, is some of the most beautiful in all of the Old Testament. The promises that the Lord gives us, verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually. And I love this line, and he will satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. You know, in chapter 57, how he talked about your desire is, is for wrong things. You are uh, consumed by the desires of the flesh. Well, if you turn to me and you order your worship rightly, I am going to satisfy your desire. Satisfy your desire in scorched places. And I will build your ancient ruins again, and I will make you to ride upon the heights of the earth. What wonderful promises these are that the Lord gives to us if we, by grace, seek to worship him not only with our lips, but with our lives. Father, we ask that this might be true of us in these days. We ask, Lord, that you might align our, our words with our actions. Lord, we ask that you might give us congruence between the faith that we profess and the life that we live out, so that imitating Jesus, Lord, we might, we might pursue you with rightly ordered and true worship.
In Jesus' name, amen.